Welcome to The Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 3rd show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at com. And my lineup for today's show, Rosemary West with Avenue Properties, Luxury Real Estate, Residential Real Estate Market Update. Also in studio, I have Tony Sablon with New York Life Wealth Management Blueprint for 2018 Success. And my last guest in studio, Morgan Oaks with Seven Oaks, creating the maximum impact, keys to clarity, courageous living, and inspired action. Great information, great guest in studio today. For more information on any topics discussed, please call into the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 Or you can go online at themoneyr.com. And to start out the show today, Little Money Chat. Money. And market news Wednesday, the Fed left rates unchanged as expected. This was the last meeting for Janet Yellen, our Fed chair. Jeremy Pohl was elected as new chair. The Fed upgraded the economy and said that the future rate hikes were warranted. Additionally, they said employment has been rising at the solid rate and they believe inflation will move up this year. Mortgage bonds dropped after the release, likely likely in reaction to the Fed thinking inflation would pick up. So it was a crazy week for mortgage interest rates. In economic news, initial job claims, which measures individual filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, showed that there were 230,000 claims last week. Uh, this represented a drop of 1,000 from the previous report and was 5,000 better than estimates of 235,000. And for the Seattle real estate market, I know mortgage rates were crazy, not in a positive way. The real estate market, on the other hand, is crazy in a positive way if you are actually benefiting from the equity position increasing. The Seattle area has now led the nation in home price increase for 15 months in a row, the longest streak for any region since 2001. The mild slow down in prices increased record in some recent months has already come to an end. The greater Seattle area, the market has grown evenly across all segments. Uh, single family homes, trade ups, houses and luxury homes, starter homes. Nationally, price growth ticked up again to 6.2% in the highest pace in years. And yet prices here are still soaring more than twice as fast as the national average. Now, this has been the case for years now. The result, the medium single family home now costs $755,000 in Seattle and $938,000 on the east side. Altogether, the typical house in the metro area, which includes King, Snohomish, and Pierce counties, costs 71% more than during the market low in 2012, and cost her up 20% since the old bubble peak in 2007. 
I mean, that's just, it's just crazy what's happening here in the Seattle market. Now, Seattle's 15-month stretch, the nation's hottest housing market, is the longest since San Francisco led the country for 19 months during the dot-com bubble from 1999 to 2001. And, you know, you may ask, is it time for this market to slow down or that we're going to see a bubble um, ourselves? And I've got a real estate expert uh, here that's going to talk a little bit more detail what's happening. But just from my perspective on the mortgage side um, and just seeing what's happened, I mean, there's just nothing that can indicate that we're going to see any improvement in, in in more inventory. So without inventory, the supply and demand, where can our property values go except for continue to increase? So, you know, over the short term, two, three, even five years, I just don't see an answer. Then we've got the potential of interest rates increasing, which, by the way, this week, half a percent increase in interest rates. I mean, it was just crazy having contracts coming in and a half a percent more than where it was, you know, last week or the week before. So when interest rates do continue to increase and we get at that six, seven, eight percent, which at some point in time that's going to happen, sellers are not going to want to sell their properties because they're going to be sitting at a high three, mid three range, and they've got so much equity in their property, they can just pull equity out and improve their home. So I don't know, time will tell uh, when that next bubble is going to hit for us. But in the near future, I definitely do not see that uh, as a re- risk. So sense of urgency out there. If, if you're a buyer and I know the inventory is low, it's a competitive market, crazy, crazy competitive market. I would just say um, as your host here for the money hour, just don't give up. You will get a home. Just stick with it and keep your eye on the market and be willing to uh, go in at a really competitive uh, level. Coming up next in the Money Hour, residential real estate market update. Rosemary West with Avenue Properties, luxury real estate right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. noticed our community is experiencing a homeless crisis like never before. But what you might not know is that homeless families, especially mothers with children, are on the rise. They're one of the fastest growing groups right now. They are unsafe on the streets. And although they may not be visible, they are out there and they need our help. Mama's Hands is changing lives in our community through the House of Hope. It's a shelter for women and children in need. House of Hope provides not only support services, but a home-like environment for these families. After they graduate from the program, House of Hope staff continue to keep the families engaged and supported through a whole year-long aftercare program. I'm Kimberly Jackson, director at Mama's Hands. We would love to have you get more involved in helping homeless families and individuals in crisis in our community. Please visit our website at mamashands.org. That's M-A-M-M-A-S-H-A-N-D-S dot O-R-G, mamashands.org. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 3rd show. I am committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area regarding your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to the show. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions that you have or connect you with the amazing guest I have in studio. You can call the show. 
show at 1-855-411-50 or go online to themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, Rosemary West with Avenue Properties, Luxury Real Estate. And we're going to be talking about residential real estate market update. Rosemary, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Thank you. And a little bit about Rosemary. Again, she's with Avenue Properties, uh, Avenue Luxury Collection. Rosemary West has over 20 years expertise in the local real estate market. She attributes her success to her extensive marketing and sales experience, advertising and public relations that have formed the foundation of her large local network. And, uh, you know, not on my questions here, but large local network. I mean, you really need to have a large local network in this in this environment right now because it's so competitive and really being connected at a high level with the players in the market and other peers in your industry really makes a difference. So um, I just wanted to, to shout that out because I only bring the best of the best here in studio. Why? Because I want to be able to connect you with my listeners because it's so important to work with um, uh, an experienced, knowledgeable, and connected agent right in your local market. So, Rosemary, what are the current market conditions? The current market is absolutely frenzied. The inventory, of course, is still low. And as you mentioned, the re- interest rates have gone up a little bit, but they still are pretty low. And a lot of people had refinanced, so they're not thinking about selling. So, inventory has maintained to be extremely low, trying to find people to sell their properties like finding yeah. a, it's like winning the lottery yeah it's wow. crazy and I think it's just going to become even more so that way as you were speaking earlier if the interest rates go up then people aren't going to want to move mm-hmm. they're going to re reinvest into their homes and improve them and stay put the other thing that is happening is we have a lot of homeowners that are buying properties next door to them in other words they get an idea or they hear of someone thinking about selling that's uh-huh. their neighbor, especially with waterfront property. Okay. And properties within West Bellevue, and they're combining properties. Really? So, therefore, future inventory is also going to be lower. Interesting. So, it's going to affect our market all the way down the road. Yeah. It's going to be a domino effect. Yeah. It's, it'll, it's just crazy to see what, uh, you know, what's going to actually uh, shift because in every market the market goes up and it has to go down. I mean it's it's always been that way and it'll always be that way. The question is is just what is going to be that that is going to get us an adjustment in the market and when is it going to happen? So let's talk a little bit about um, rentals. Are vacancy rates down for rentals? They Rosemary? All, well, what's interesting about rentals and a lot of the investors came in and bought everything they possibly could yeah. under a million dollars within the metro areas of Seattle, Bellevue, Kirkland, Redmond. And now what we're seeing is there's a big inventory of rentals and leases. Now, I don't deal a lot with rentals and leases unless it's a particular seller that needs to put his house on the market or condo on the market. Okay, yep. A lot of people just go to different services that provide rental information for that Uh purpose. But I do know that the vacancy rates are a little higher now. And they're not, you're not able to demand as high a monthly rate as you were before. Okay. And uh, new construction, I mean, you talked about uh, lottery, made a joke there with lottery, but there's actually some of the uh, builders of new constructions are actually doing a lottery on their homes because there is such high demand. So new construction, what is the current impact in our market with new construction? 
There is a new development in Bellevue, condominium development, that is taking reservations, for example, and you talk about the lottery situation. Mm -hmm. I have several clients that are interested in in putting in reservations and putting deposits into those condominiums, Uh and they're actually going to be in a list and put into a, 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 a... drum essentially and they are going to be chosen like if they were going it's going to be a lottery situation yes and it's it's a little bit concerning that that's the way our real estate is going yeah because the options for people is very frenzied Mm -hmm. they're making decisions that are more emotional and more pressured um and i don't foresee that changing in the near future only because we don't have the inventory the land to build on and there's not a lot of new construction coming yeah yeah there's some that slated it for the 2019-2020 market. Mm-hmm. But there's not a whole lot that's being built right now. Well, and that's a whole other conversation I can bring you back in a, um, a show I went to uh, listen to. Um, Matthew Gardner, economist, and, you know, Denise Lonis, and kind of, you know, all of the things, the d- dynamics that's happening behind the scenes with builders and why, you know, they're not building right now. Um, again, a whole nother show. So for all my listeners, you'll have to stay tuned for that. And same thing with the condo, um, with all the permit requirements. And so, yeah, it's just interesting because you think, well, why aren't we building more? What they're building is they're building apartments. They're not building the condos. And Correct. The, the builders are not bringing, you know, building new construction homes to the level that you think they would because of the uh, the lack of inventory. But um, so inventory and market forecasts for 2018, Right now, uh, it's just extremely exasperating for my clients because they I have a lot of buyers looking. I have a lot of clients that are talking about listing their properties but mm-hmm. won't until they find something uh-huh. uh, to buy. So we're in a position to uh, – pro- and then the property values keep going up. Like, for example, if you do come across new construction in West Bellevue communities, for example, the least expensive is a $1.8 million piece uh-huh. of property. Yeah. And it's right on the freeway. Yep. Uh, and the points, Medina, Yarra Point, Hunts Point, Clyde Hill, you're at two eight, two four, five, yeah. six, seven million. Mm-hmm. And if you go to East Bellevue, you're at a million six million to start for something with a small lot. Um, South Bellevue, you're at two point four seven six is the least expensive. Mercer Islands at a million nine eight. Kirkland is at a million six. Then you go into Redmond, Issaquah, Sammamish, North Bend, Snoqualmie. The further out you get, mm-hmm. you might get lucky and find a townhome or a home with a zero lot line for maybe six hundred thousand, high six hundred thousands to the nine hundred thousands, and then to even up to two million. It's just a. And then you go into the Seattle communities, condominiums, very few, a lot of apartments. The homes that are being built are not in the price point that a lot of people can really think about because you're you're already at two, four, five million dollars. So it's a crazy, crazy market. Uh, You go further south into the Seattle area, like, for example, West Seattle, Mm -hmm. Beacon Hill, and that's taking off as well. And but you can at least pick up something new. Around the eight hundred thousand dollar price. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Price point. So you you know you talked about sellers not you know really wanting to sell to then have another house make sense. I mean you know sometimes when there's a lack of inventory in the market or to really get creative as uh, agent professionals is reaching out to sellers and um, you know seeing about the opportunity of them selling their home, but that strategy can't 
work in this market because there's nowhere for them to go. So it's really the sellers that are moving out of the area, relocating to another area, or uh, the seniors that are transitioning into uh, a different lifestyle, you know, that those are the ones that are really selling because, like you said, people, that's the other end of it. If there's nowhere for them to go to, they're forced to stay where they're at even though that they want to, you know, um, purchase a new home. So where is Seattle within the, well, and I talked about it on a a little bit in, in Money Chat, but in the national standing of home values? We're in the top three. Yep. Of, of of places that have increased the most in value. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle is, um, Seattle, San Francisco, or, you know, of course, San Francisco, the Bay Area is still growing quite a bit. Yep. Any area hub that has a lot of technology mm-hmm. is drawing quite a, quite an, an absorbent amount of jobs and people coming and we have the all area. their satellite companies here you know? and so that it's is, too expensive for them to live there so they're coming here they're to coming Seattle here. Uh-huh. and it's become a lot of for example Microsoft has t- just recently like today announced that they're going to do another la- round of layoffs who they're going to lay off, I don't know yet. Uh-huh. I, I think it has to do with the Windows 10 is is what I've heard the rumor, that that's the uh, discipline that they're going to, uh, it's going to be affected the most. Okay. But there's also hiring a lot as yes. well. Yeah. They are, their cloud computing has become very strong. There's, um, you have the virtual reality, you have uh, uh, so many different technology that is coming in that's the virtual, in the virtual world. Yes. That is affecting more jobs coming in. Mm-hmm. Then you have the space programs and um, with with Blue Origin and SpaceX. And that is very real. People mm-hmm. are coming in for that, the biotech firms. So we still have a, an absorbent amount of growth in our area. And I don't foresee it slowing down for the next two years. Yeah. And most economists are are when they discuss this are saying it's going to be another two years yeah. possibly there is going to be a correction at some point well they're all yeah def- definitely it's the question of when and i just you know have a hard time even seeing in two years that we're you know we're going to hit it you know um but time will time will tell so what else is causing the real estate intensity uh rosemary well number one of course low inventory mm-hmm. uh the job growth um the new tax reform is also actually, I think, made people optimistic. Yeah. And they seem to have more money to play with, and they're getting raises, and their dividends are being paid out, and options are being given. So I think people have a little bit more money to play with. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean there's the inventory to go and buy, but there's a lot of activity out there. Yes. So anything else that you think that tax reform is going to affect the real estate market? Deregulation Uh of building Mm -hmm. and construction. It'll be interesting to see what uh, the builders will end up doing and investors throughout the West Coast. Um, We're the strongest, of course, in the market outside of like the Midwest or even the East Coast. There's so much opportunity here. And I would say that... um, the real estate intensity is going to just continue mm-hmm. uh, to be fueled, and it's going to continue to push the prices up. The, uh, we were at an appreciation 
National median home value rose 12.5 percent mm-hmm. within the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Tax reform is definitely going to affect us and uh, builders, how they react with uh, the cost of building yep, land, that's labor, huge and issue. Lo- right mm-hmm. and pricing, um, the expense of development and the options they might have, and where the urban job cores end up being. Um, and then, of course, the millennials. You have a lot mm-hmm. of mil- millennials that were renting that want to try to buy. And sometimes they're combining their household incomes and buying together. Yeah. So what about the outlook on uh, new homes and the affordability in our region? I don't foresee from everything the economists are saying that our prices are going to level off mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Yeah. Just because of the inventory yeah. and the demand. Yeah. So you talked about millennials. Um, are, are you seeing that the that they're having a, a hard time being able to get into the market? The, because of the intro level of uh-huh. the cost of a new home or a new residence, yeah. condominium, yes. So where are you seeing? Are you seeing them actually making the decision to maybe do a, a little longer commute into work? Because it doesn't seem like it really is their thing their thing is more of the really convenience of commuting but if they can't do that are you seeing them buy outing it you know going going further out some or continuing to rent what's interesting is they'll they'll look and we'll spend time sharing with them what's available outside like in for example in marysville arlington kent auburn federal way tacoma even in gig Mm -hmm. harbor bremerton uh just take them outside of the area and see if they can deal with the commute and I would say nine out of ten times, people decide I'll stay and rent. Yeah, because yes. I don't want to deal with the traffic. I yeah. don't want to deal with the commute. Yeah, makes sense. Are there any foreseen effects of the new administration, Rosemary? Yes, I I think that we're going to see more deregulation, more leniency on environmental laws, mm-hmm. which will affect how builders will build and how property values will. Uh, be reflected upon. The potential for opportunity of land building and new construction is going to increase immensely. I think private companies and publicly traded companies are experiencing enormous tax breaks, Mm -hmm. which in turn allows them an opportunity to reinvest in growth in their employees and in their people. And therefore, I think that will fuel our economy for a while longer, which will reflect in also a very positive very, very outlook and people want to buy or move up or at least look at that opportunity. Sure, sure. Yeah, great information, uh, Rosemary. I know there's, you know, um, some, a lot of things going on with the Growth Management Act as well. And so hopefully there'll be some uh, forgiveness side there. So as we're wrapping up our time together, uh, what would be a, a call to action that you would give to my buyers and or sellers that are listening and they're just they're frustrated. I would say give me a call. That's and a good call to talk, action. <laughs> let's talk about listing your property. Let's yeah. talk about selling your property while the market's still at its height mm-hmm. because there will be a correction at some point. Yeah. yeah. And right now the, the there is an abundance of buyers waiting to buy those homes. Mm-hmm. So as long as we price it in a reasonable price point and not something that's a dream price, sure, it will move. Yeah, And that would allow people to take advantage of a market that's very strong. Yeah, Because once it turns, we don't have an, an idea of what that, that will be. Yeah. We 
would love to know what that crystal ball has in store for sure. our area, but we don't know. Well, the one thing I'll say, and we've learned, you know, I've been in the industry for over two decades and, you know, uh, pushing two and a half decades. <laughs> it's um, guaranteed the market's going to adjust. But the only, ways you lose, only way you lose money in real estate, you're forced to sell in a bad market. So when the market adjusts, you've got your home as long as you're not forced to sell. As you can see from the complete financial meltdown that we have, look where we're back now. So the market always goes through its cycles and uh, always goes through the seasons. And um, so it's still important uh, to own. Yes, and very important you, to own. At least you you have something that you've parked your assets yes. into. Yep. And you're not just wasting your money on a rental. Exactly. Totally agree. Well, Rosemary, thank you so much for coming back in studio and sharing with my listeners. I really appreciate you. it. I and you can call the show at one 855 or go online to themoneyhour.com and you can connect with Rosemary and she can sit down and uh, have a conversation with you exactly how to strategize as a buyer or as a seller. And coming up next on The Money Hour Blueprint for 2018 success, Tony Sablon with New York Life Wealth Management right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you near retirement? Recently transferred to a new job and wondering what to do with your old 401k? Are you interested in learning about how to create a defensive and offensive strategy for your financial plan? Tony Sablon of Eagle Strategies can help you analyze your current financial plan, life insurance, and investments. Tony Sablon has helped hundreds of individuals, families, and business owners bring clarity to their financial plan. This is Tony Sablon with Eagle Strategies. To learn more about my practice, call me at 425-586-0977 or reach me online at ultimatewealthstrategies.com. To receive a free consultation, call me at 425-586-0977 or reach me online at Tony Sablon at eaglestrategies.com. Again, that's 425-586-0977 or reach me online at Tony Sablon at eaglestrategies.com. The following material is presented for informational and sales purposes only and represents our understanding of generally applicable rules. It is not intended and does not set forth solutions to individual situations. New York Life Insurance Company, its agents or employees may not give legal, tax, or accounting advice. And none is intended nor should be inferred from the information herein. Clients should consult their own professional advisors prior to implementing any planning strategies. This material includes a discussion of one or more tax-related topics prepared to assist in the promotion or marketing of the transactions or matters addressed. It is not intended and cannot be used by any taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding any IRS penalties that may be imposed upon the taxpayer. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 3rd show bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com to discuss anything with my guests that I have in studio or with myself, your host. And right now in studio, I have Tony Sablon with New York Life Wealth Management. And we're talking about 
uh, blueprint for 2018 success. Tony, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here. Thanks. And so it's another year, Tony, more goals to be had. This is the best time to plan your year if you haven't done so already. So what are you sharing with my listeners today? Well, as I always start with in the beginning of the year is just some ideas to kickstart uh, your financial uh, blueprint for success. And if you haven't uh, had your financial plan reviewed or you haven't uh, created it, today is the best day to start. Building a strong financial future is very much like uh, building a house. You start from the ground up, uh, you lay your blueprint out, then you lay a solid foundation. After you lay the foundation, you begin building your walls around your financial house. And waiting till the end of the year will just add another year of procrastination. So get your plan done now so that you can build upon it year by year and focus on the more important things like spending time with your family, uh, improving at work and figuring out ways to earn more money so you can retire early. Uh, a couple hours of your time now to secure your financial future is nothing compared to the hours you spend in traffic or dealing with day-to-day stuff. Yeah, great advice. And, you know, you have, so important you have to have that blueprint before you put down the foundation because that could be an absolute disaster. And so when it comes with your financial planning, really having that solid blueprint in line um, is going to be an important part of that strategy. So, Tony, Tony, what is the first thing that you must do to get your financial planning in order? Well, first you have to figure out what your goals are for the short term, midterm, and long term. Mm-hmm. And this helps you frame uh, the things that you'd set in your financial plan. So determine what excites you about life, what excites you about your work, what do you want to accomplish this year, because ultimately these goals are tied to money and your job uh, whether and also your personal and professional life. So uh, once you figure those things out, then you can start to begin to put the financial tools in place. Yeah, and if I would say, if you've, uh, would you ever work for a company, an employer that's not going to give you a raise? And of course, the answer would be no. So when you're setting up your plan, as you know, Tony, you're saying the beginning and in the middle, and at the end of the plan, you want to make sure that you're going to be receiving those increases, just like you would want to continue at employment to make sure that you're going to be able to sustain uh, your lifestyle uh, moving forward. So now that you have your goals, what is the next step for the blueprint? So the next step is figuring out, you know, what's your cash flow like and what are your expenses? So to determine that, you know, a good way to do it is just to add up all the monthly expenses that you you spend on and then figuring out what your net income is. And then from there, you just subtract uh, your expenses from your net income. And that would be the cash flow you have to to save money and start to think about what you want to allocate to your short-term savings goals, mm-hmm. mid-term savings goals, and long-term savings goals. Love that. And as I see on the mortgage side, um, with, when trying to come up with a budget of what you can afford in, with a mortgage, in, in if you are not happy with that result of what that's going to get you in a home or in a financial situation, if you're not happy with the result of what that money is going to earn you within a period of time, it's time to kind of take a step back and take a look at where that budgeting's at. Because really, if you look at... Um, not buying you know the Starbucks coffee or maybe going out to dinner once a month instead of twice a month, that impact can have a huge impact when you actually run the numbers.
numbers. So, you know, and that's what's really great about having your financial advisor that can kind of lay things out and adjust the numbers and let you see what that's going to do for your your future. Uh, so a very important part of the, the process. Um, I agree, Tony. So what is something that is often overlooked in the financial planning blueprint? What's often missed is risk management. So okay. how are you protecting your income, the income you're earning, and the assets that you're building for your family? And usually that involves some sort of income protection strategy, uh, emergency savings fund, and uh, life insurance. So that's that's usually what gets missed in a financial plan. It's easy to focus on the exciting things such mm-hmm. as your 401k. These days it's Bitcoin investing and um you know more just stocks individual stocks and nobody likes to talk about the defense of side and you know what wins championships is defense so why wouldn't yeah. you do that for your own money you know i love that and you know imagine the security and safety in life if you know you've got your life insurance and everything set up i mean who does not want to have a safety and secure Uh, safety net for their family if something were going to happen. And there's a lot of those opportunities in the life insurance um, side of it that can actually work in the investment side as well. So really getting together and and knowing what all those options are for you is critically important. So Tony, what do you say to someone who is really far from retirement? For those that are, that retirement is is in the distant future, I I say to them, you know, retirement will creep up on you before you know it. You know, time flies. You know, we're already at the t- at the end of January, so therefore, take advantage of the fact that you won't need that much to save today for retirement, since it will be much less than if you would ask myself or an- another advisor for a strategy to start saving later. So life happens real fast, and you know, with inflation and all, and and you know, if you're starting single, mm-hmm. then you then you have a family, then you have grandkids, and then and then at that point you're ready to save. It's going to cost you a lot of money, so take advantage of today. Today is going to be the cheapest it is to save for your goals. Always going to be cheaper than tomorrow, that's for sure. And I will say, I'm going to be a half a century old this year, 50 years old. Can you believe it? I look pretty young, right, Tony? Oh, you look very young. Okay, good. Thank you. Because the <laughs> listeners can't see me, so <laughs> give me a give me a sub up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say to those of you that are younger and you think retirement's so far away, it's really a blessing, and you will regret by not taking advantage of it now when you do get into those um, older years. Like Tony said, what you can put away now and what an impact that's going to have versus what it's going to be uh, if you w- if you wait. So, Tony, what do you say to someone who is nearing retirement? Maybe, you know, maybe a little more on my side. So for those nearing retirement, uh, they should take the time to ask themselves how they will cover expenses for an extended care event. That's a very real uh, mm-hmm. thing these days. Um, you see a lot of GoFundMe campaigns online. Uh, when somebody gets hurt or sick and can't can't work the rest of their career. So the rub on long-term care is that it's expensive, but you still need to have that conversation because there's a lot of options out there uh, depending on the amount of money you have. And the other thing to note is to take a look at your current uh, IRA or 401k investments mm. and see how you're allocated uh, relative to the time frame that you have for retirement uh, coming up on you. And also look at how's that in relation to where the market cycle is today because the ups and downs come and you don't want all your assets exposed in uh, higher risk categories when yeah. 
we're you know at the tail end of a the hottest market uh, that the U.S. has seen in a while. Mm -hmm. So, and then also consult with your CPA to determine how tax diversified you are in your retirement plan. What assets are tax going to be tax free, and then what what assets are going to be taxable once you start drawing that money. Yeah, and you know you you really have a uh, great advisor, and if you don't have one, I have one right here in studio right now. Um, it's really it's a team. So I like how you said you know your your CPA because you've got your CPA, your estate planner, um, and your financial planner that really is coming together to put that solid plan together to make sure that you've got you have all of those areas uh, covered. So Tony, what are some misconceptions about retirement planning? Uh, some mis misconceptions include uh, I don't need as much money in retirement. You know, the reality is the house may be paid off, mm -hmm. but then that money just shifts to other types of spending, uh, mainly health care. I was going to say health care. Health care, <laughs> uh, taking care of the grandkids, yeah. visiting the grandkids in other states. Uh -huh. You know, so the money just shifts. Yeah. It doesn't really go away. Uh, That's or, so sad, Tony. And then um, <laughs> Medicare will be enough to pay for their health care expenses. That's, yeah. that's not the case. And, um, you know, moving to a retiree-friendly state will save you money. Generally, that is not the case since having zero income taxes often translates into higher taxes elsewhere, such as property or sales taxes. Yeah. So, Tony, if you could say one thing, when you're meeting with clients and you, you wish that you had met them earlier so that you could have counseled and coached them on what to do that they've missed, what would that be? And it, it always comes down to, I wish I would, would have saved more when I was younger. Yeah. And I wish I wouldn't have bought the bigger house. I know we were talking about, uh, well, where are you going to live in Seattle earlier. here? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, Not uh, that 14 million, $17 million home. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> Rosemary's over here cracking up. And then I wish I would have bought more. Uh, I wish I would have bought more permanent insurance when I was younger. Yeah, I hear that a lot, yeah. and because they realize that they're living longer, mm -hmm. and now they have grandkids, they they still want to pass uh, their the legacy onto, and you know it forces them. If you had some sort of permanent insurance, you can actually spend all the money that you've saved because yeah. you can have the insurance company just pay what you would normally saved. Sure, right? sure. So, is it ever too late to start planning? You know, I, I believe that it's never too late to start planning or thinking about your goals or doing something. You just got to start now. Mm -hmm. So, the best time is now. So, take the time to plan and you won't regret it. Yeah, never too late to start planning, but it might be too late to get the plan that you were hoping for if you don't take action today versus tomorrow. So, um, really, if taking anything out of uh, my conversation with Tony today is really just to act and not procrastinate because it's going to make a difference in the future uh, that you're going to have for yourself and for your family. So, Tony, as we're uh, uh, wrapping up some time here, uh, you shared a lot today. Um, could you just give an, uh, a recap on the financial blueprint? So first, I, you know, I, I like to think of things in threes. So first, come up with at least three goals for this year. Okay. Um, and what you want to accomplish, whether that's personal or professional. Then ask yourself, do you want to be a spender first, saver last, or a saver first and spender last? Your financial freedom comes with being a saver first. So know where you stand today financially by figuring out your cash flow and net, 
and uh, your net your net expenses, and ha- you know have a risk management plan in place so that you can sleep easy at night, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, God forbid anything happen to you, um, your income's still coming in and your investments are protected, and then just take advantage of all the tools available to you to say for retirement, regardless of what those tools are, because they each serve a different purpose, and they wouldn't be around <clears throat> if uh, they weren't going to do good for you. And lastly, focus on your plan and ignore the noise of the media, blogs, your neighbor, and get the information that's relevant to you because um, your friends or your neighbors don't know your uh, your life's aspirations other than you. So. Yeah, and um, uh, again, Tony, just great advice. And yeah, outside influence, um, you've got to be really careful of that. You really need to sit down and meet um, with the experts in all areas of your finances to make sure you're getting the right advice um, and not to say that they're not looking up for your best interest, but that is not their expertise. And like you said, they don't know your personal, um, individually, what's happening behind the scenes. So, Tony, thank you again for coming in and sharing with my listeners. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Tina. It was a pleasure. And coming up next on The Money are Morgan Oaks with Seven Oaks, creating a maximum impact, keys to clarity, courageous living, and inspired action. Right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Have you been stuck in the same rut for so long you can't even remember what passion felt like? Are you someone who has plenty of great ideas, but you never seem to take all the steps necessary to make them a reality? Are you constantly busy, yet never sure if it's generating the effect in your life or business that you've been hoping for? Are you afraid you haven't been living the life you are destined to live? Will you look back on your life and realize you weren't actually living your top life? Dr. Morgan Oaks with Seven Oaks LLC knows that his passion is helping people rediscover their passion and to powerfully step back into courageous, inspired living. As a certified high-performance coach and transformational speaker, Dr. Morgan blends ancient wisdom with current research and resources in a way that inspires you to get clear about what you love and empowers you to start living your top life today. Dr. Morgan has been empowering audiences and individuals for over a decade and is excited to share his integration of some of the world's most powerful tools for healing and personal transformation with you. This is Dr. Morgan Oaks. To learn more about high-performance coaching or to hire me as your next transformational speaker, please visit drmorganoaks.com or you can call me directly at 206-430-3245. Again, you can learn more at drmorganoaks.com or call me directly at 206-430-3245. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 3rd show. I provide the news on everything money, fresh information on market trends and conditions in our local economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But to talk with the guests I have in studio, feel free to call the show at one 855 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And right now in studio, I have Morgan Oaks with Seven Oaks, and he's going to talk about creating your maximum impact, keys to clarity, 
Courageous Living and Inspired Action. Morgan, thank you for coming into studio. It's my pleasure. It's great <laughs> to be in here and, uh, and get to play on the show with you today. Wonderful. And a little bit about Morgan. Uh, Dr. Morgan Oakes is a transformational keynote speaker, high performance coach, and a Seattle chiropractor whose passion is empowering people in every facet of their life. Dr. Morgan's gift is inspiring audience and clients to develop and trust their intuition, integrate their life wisdom, and cultivate the courage to take inspired action. The winding life path of its magical engineering, firefighting, stand-up comedian doctor will entertain and enlighten you in a way that inspires you to get clear about what you love and empowers you to start living it today. And I just, you know, another beautiful person, uh, Morgan, you are, and your message that you're that you're sharing with the world is empowering in your story and just uh, really, really happy to have you here. So we're talking about creating your maximum impact, keys to eliminating clarity, courageous living, inspired actioning. So what does creating maximum impact mean to you, Morgan? Yeah, for me, I think that all of us have something that we're really wanting to do, experience, create, mm -hmm. and maximum impact is that description of living full out. You know, whether it's, you know, creating money through investments, through business, if it's about relationship, if it's about our health, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things, how can we really, you know, that saying, let's, let's milk this for all it's worth. Let's really get the most out of it. And I love that. Let's live it full out. Um, yeah. Great. So tell me a little bit more about the keys and steps to creating maximum impact. Yeah, for me, I've, I've really felt like it's boiled down to getting really clear Mm -hmm. about what you're wanting to do. It's about, you know, courageous living is really about, you know, taking that step from where you are to where you're wanting to be. And then the inspired action is following through. And another way I've broken it down is it's really simply listen and then step. And I think we'll get sidetracked when we, we're either listening uh -huh. and we know exactly what we should be doing and we're not doing that yes. and get us into trouble. Yeah. Or if we're taking a ton of action and we're never actually stopping to see if it's the right action moving us in the direction we're wanting to go. It makes so much sense. And I, you know, I really love being that courageous, your courageous person, your courageous self, but you've got to take action in order to have that courageous person come out and be able to share your gifts with the world. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did this all come together for, for you, Morgan? It's been a process that's just mm -hmm. come together through my life. I started off as a mechanical engineer. I transitioned into chiropractic. I added in, you know, physical therapy. And then I started doing other work. And each time it's been a process of I would start, you know, hearing that internal call that I yes. should be doing something, you know, even deeper and more important with my life. And then it was how do I bridge over and start stepping into that life. So it's just something that's kind of developed over time with practice in my own life. Yeah, so let's talk about that, Morgan, and, and helping my listeners with defining clarity and how do you recommend someone uh, can find that in their own lives? Yeah, we all have it. Yes. Very simply, like, we all have yes. it. We know those times when it's sunny out and yet we have that little ding that we should grab the umbrella and we don't, mm -hmm. and later on in the day we remember that we ignored that. Mm -hmm. Or we get that sense that somebody's staring at us and we turn around and we make eye contact with yeah. them. There's all these little things, and especially in business, like gut instinct. Yes. You know, oh, I just knew. It wasn't the numbers, but I just knew. And so all of us have this. And I think in the current world that we live in right now, the biggest advice I can give for finding clarity is to slow down. Yeah. Bring in some white space, not always be, you know, reading, listening, in, you know, conversation or connection. Mm -hmm. Like we need white space 
for those pieces to be able to come through. Yeah, and it's when you get that gut instinct or intuition, or I call it my navigation system, it actually comes in really quick and it goes away really quick. So it's embracing it right in that moment because otherwise it's it's just flash by you. So it's, you know, really recognizing that and being able to embrace it to see where it takes you, right? Yeah, I've actually yeah. started to treat it like a relationship where, you know, in a relationship, you have an opportunity for that conversation. You yes. have an opportunity for that experience. And if you don't take advantage of it, then like you said, it, it's it gone. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's. I think it's well, a what muscle. What a beautiful thing to have a relationship with ourselves. I yeah. mean, that's the first per- best person to have it with, right? Absolutely. I love that. I'm going to start thinking about that. Just having a relationship with myself, that's beautiful. So, Morgan, why is it important to my listener to pay attention to their intuition? Not everything that is important in life, whether it comes to money, mm-hmm. finances, business, relationship, health. Not all of it's data. Not all of it's something that you learned in school. Not all of it's something that you pick up in a, a business journal. Uh-huh. At a certain point, we need to implement. And that's where I think intuition comes in. It brings in that extra information that goes, okay, here's everything I consciously know. Here's the situation around me. And I think intuition helps us integrate into a life that doesn't always fit the template. Yeah, makes it a lot of times. Yeah. It does, yes. And do you think it's because it's just the protection that we have for ourselves that sometimes it seems like it's not the right move, and that's why the intuition is so important because you could be missing out on so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a muscle. It gets stronger with you know with developing it and, yeah. and building that trust, just like anything else in yeah, life. Yeah, makes sense. So, what does being courageous mean in respect to creating maximum in, impact? You know, Devi actually covered it earlier. It's consistency. Yes. You know, courageousness is, it's not one big thing you did five or 10 years ago that you're still riding the wave from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was that, and then it's all the little steps that you're taking daily and weekly moving forward. Yeah. And courageous living is each time that little voice, that intuition, that hint, that, you know, thing that you suspect might work, mm-hmm. courageous is, is stepping into it and, and actually taking action to see how it turns out. Yeah, being your unique self instead of just being like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why do you say that your third key or step to maximize impact is inspired action? And can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. A lot of people, I think, have ideas of what they should do. Mm -hmm. And many times when I talk to them, the piece that's missing is action. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like being on the outside of a city and continuing to ask for directions but never walking that first block into the city. Like you have mm. to do that before the next set of directions makes sense. And for the definition of inspiration, it's something extraordinary, almost as if it came from outside of you. Yeah. And a lot of times that's where I think our really big breakthroughs, the big business deals, when you mm-hmm. go back to those things that we hear about that are so impressive mm-hmm. in our life or somebody else's, it was something inspired that they took action on. Yeah, and you think it's important, too, to, to really recognize where your ideas are coming from because, you know, I like to go back and go, wow, I had no idea that that was going to connect anywhere, let alone to connect to that. And so it really helps to kind of pull the whole picture together of our journey through life. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen there's this artist that will perform at, like, big sporting events and uh-huh. he throws paint at a canvas to, like, heavy metal or, like, rock music? Oh, wow. And at the end, you're like, I have no idea what he created. And uh-huh. he turns it upside down and it's like Jimi Hendrix. No way. And I think that's life. Like life is throwing all these globs of paint. And if we keep listening and participate, Mm -hmm. at the end, it can be something really beautiful. We may not see it getting created in the time, in the moment. Love that. Yeah. 
So Morgan, when your suggestions are followed, what can you expect to happen? Yeah. Your Amazing top life. stuff, right? Your top life, yeah. yeah. And there's never a guarantee that it's easy. Sometimes yeah. we need to have that difficult conversation with a with a business partner, or we need to make a difficult difficult mm-hmm. decision in an investment, or yeah. there's something that's you know at a, a stagnation point in our relationship or our health. It, what this is going to guarantee is the possibility of living your top life. Yeah. And the things that you're not taking action on based on a, a lack of courageous living, mm-hmm. they're causing pain. It's just a small pain that you're maybe not noticing. Yeah, small pain, small gain. Big, yeah. pain, big pain, big gain. So you've got to really put yourself out there. You've got to feel that pain to grow because I believe that that pain, the bigger it is, the bigger the strength that it gives us. Um, and that's where powerful things start happening for us. Um, so what would be the best next step if somebody's listening and and is just really getting inspired uh by um my time here with you morgan and they're like wow i just that sounds so beautiful and i want that for myself what do i do what's that first first step yeah if we were to pick one thing from each of these areas Uh everybody already knows the answer what is the thing you're clear on okay that you haven't taken action on what's the thing that would be the most courageous that you could do as a next best step. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your next best action? And those all three might be the same thing or when yeah. they're asked in those different ways, it might be three separate things. Be listening, mm-hmm. you know, quiet down your day, allow open space for clarity to come in. Yeah. And then courage a lot of time can be supported through a mentor, a coach, somebody to help hold you accountable mm-hmm. and then take action. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's talk about what might get in someone's way and what should they be aware of when they're going through this uh, journey of discovery? Yeah. The things that can get in the way are, you know, some of the things that a lot of us will complain about. I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. Uh huh. I don't have enough money. Yeah. Or you can really go into expert mode where you're like, oh, I know everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't even hear the solution. You're like, oh, I got this. Uh-huh. And so I think part of it is stepping back into that student role. And reaching out to go, what haven't I done or what could I do better? Yeah. It's really coming back into that student role and, and being curious about how you could really take it up to the next notch. Yeah. And I, I love that. I always talk in the student role is really um, be cautious and careful of who you're observing because you always want to make sure that you're observing people that are at a higher level than you are because the majority is what it is. They're the majority. Yeah. And if you want what the majority are getting then follow what the majority are doing. If you want something special and you want to bring your uniqueness, because we're all special, as you know, Debbie said, and we're having a conversation uh, now that we all have a gift and we have a contribution um, uh, to give to the world, but only the minority are the ones that are really engaging at a high level, not because they don't want to, because they don't have the tools and all those things that, you know, you listed off. And so it's, it's so important. And I'm just um, um, so connected with what you're doing with uh, people and how you're helping them in this area, Morgan. So um, where can my listeners get more information if they want to connect with you um, and a little bit, little, learn a little bit more about what you're doing? Yeah, I'd love to be a resource. Mm-hmm. The best place to reach out to me is at drmorganoaks.com. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about coaching, there's a link there. If you're looking for somebody to support your next event of your business or organization, my speaking information's there. And a lot of times I have people reach out going, I don't know who I need 
but I know I need something. Yeah. And many times with that conversation, I can supply another resource that'll be a best fit for empowering that person in the best way possible. That's what you are, connector, Morgan, one of Absolutely. one of your other gifts as well. Yeah. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for coming into studio. It was a pleasure um, having you here and look forward to having you come back and share with my listeners again. Yeah, thank you. It's been great to be here and looking yeah. forward to that next next time. Take some time, as, as Morgan uh, suggested, to really find out uh, the person you are, what you're meant to contribute to this world, and then find that message and get excited to be that person and then start your podcast so you can share your message with the world. Um, it's just a, it's a beautiful day here on the, uh, the Money Hour. So Morgan, thanks again. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I look forward to talking with you same time, same place, right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.